I wake up to the sounds of the silence that abounds For my mind to run around with my ear up to the ground I'm searching to behold the stories that I told When my back is to the world that was smiling when I turn Alright, so we have gone from something almost nobody has seen and is very brief to something that is remembered in other countries, maybe kind of remembered here and pretty long. And now let's go to something that is currently only one season, but I have a feeling we're going to be seeing it for a while and this show has rightfully blown up. So let me, before we talk about Arcane itself, I do want to ask Ben, do you have any familiarity prior to this of with League of Legends as a property? I do not. That's actually initially what I was really excited about is because everything I watch, every movie, like I have all this date, like this database of knowledge about superheroes and, and all this nerd stuff. So I was like, yeah. finally, something where I don't know the characters already. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, the interesting thing is, I think even if you know about League, there's still a lot of surprise in this because League is kind of like Overwatch where all the lore and stuff is outside of the game. Like... They've done shorts. They've done. I think they've done comic. There, there are other spinoff games, like most notably Valorant, and uh, I know they just did a rhythm game that I played some of, Hextech Mayhem. So Hextech got its own game, basically. Also, a RPG that I heard mixed things about, but I might check that out if it's still set in that world because this is such a cool world. But I'll tell you where uh, what I knew about League of Legends: those music videos, pop stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about those. Yeah, it's and th- th- I think that shows like what a lucrative IP it is, where they sink a ton of money and time into, into like actual pop songs and these amazing looking animated videos. Like, yeah, I was super impressed with like the KDA videos. The KDA videos, I think Pop Stars is the most famous one. That is super stylish. Did you see Giants? Yeah, I've seen that one too. That is some of the best two D character animation I have ever seen. Like, it's just it's characters crazy. talking and singing, and it's so solid, and it's so lively, and it's it's just like, my, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to study this. Yes, it's like a feast, like, so so much to look at. Yeah, I feel like the Kata stuff is more flashy. Giants is like, just like, it's not as rapid fire, but it is like, look at these characters, look at these environments, just like, savor them. And I don't, I don't even listen, re-listen to the songs or anything, I just watch the videos, and I'm just like, Damn. And so it's kind of a shame that I don't think the the base game is for me because I've never been that into MOBAs. Yeah, me neither. I, I kind of glanced at it, but I've never really like that's that's kind of not my thing. I like a, a more fast pace. Yeah. Uh, I also the videos I've seen, the game doesn't even like look that spectacular visually. Like it could use a facelift. And also just like the the reputation it has, I've kind of I'm like I, I've I've got enough. Uh, quote-unquote toxic games to play. Oh, yeah, man, that always happens to the popular ones. Um, that's why you want to play with friends if you get if you get into it. You should find others who do. But so I will say, like, this is the first... They've done shorts. They've done music videos. I'm shocked they haven't said anything about a movie. Maybe maybe this will give them the confidence to. But uh, now I'm sure that this... I know that there are characters from this who are from the game because Jinx is iconic. I Even I knew for years, oh, yeah, Jinx. Like... She's she came off to me like the Harley Quinn of this show, just this this little like punk anarchist type of girl. Did you know about yeah, about any of these characters? I, I know Jinx because she's sort of like the uh, the face, but I, I, I didn't know anything. It's cool to just see like I, I didn't know who anybody was, but like I would recognize them when they uh, looked like how they look. So I, I kind of had like oh that guy kind of moment. 
Yeah, yeah. Who I'm actually I should look up a list arcane characters who are from the game uh, because it can be a little hard to tell who. Actually, let me see if there are any, like, main characters. Oh, I guess it is, like, the main characters for the most part who are... Oh, one of them's just, like, a blinking mystic cameo. But, like, even, like, the main villain, I think he was made up for the show. But uh, our main sisters... I could, I, you, I could probably, you could probably guess if that Vi was was made up for it. Um, I mean, was was uh, not made up for it, but that she's from the game. But uh, Jason... Was made up for the show? Was like, wow. No, she was... Yeah, I... I, I, I I screwed up my grammar there. She was, she is from the game. Uh, Jace, you know, the main inventor, actually both invent of the Hextech inventors are from the game. I think Victor goes through some shit. Uh, the one that surprises me is Heimerdinger, the old councilman, the little guy with the mustache. Um, oh, wow. He's the game? I'm trying to figure out if he's playable, but he is originally from the game. And let's see. It looks like the main evil, like, genetic scientist who gets scarred is from the game. Echo is from the game. I could have guessed that because he was, like, such an action-heavy character. Um, right. And I wasn't sure because she has a more, like, ordinary design, but Caitlin is a character as well. Oh, okay. So, that's that. So yeah, you do have some good representation. And I think they even say, like, you should, like... I think they're not even exactly sure at this point if Arcane is going to be considered canon to the games. It might be playing by its own rules, especially because they they recast uh, most of the characters for to get bigger names instead of voice actors. Unfortunately, though, I will say you know Haley Steinfeld and company they it's not they did they did do a good job. But from reading, it seems like there are little liberties here and there with character backstories. So even though this is blown up and it's probably going to encourage more people to play the game, they may still continue to treat it as its own thing. But they also may I, change I don't think that's a bad thing. If it benefits the story more, then I'm all for it. Um, yeah, because I don't, I don't like the idea of it being like sort of attached to, to the game and having to do certain things just because the game exists. Yeah, you gotta you gotta think. Of, it's that tricky line of balance of of still feeling faithful but not trying to be one-to-one. Like, that's actually what I heard was the biggest complaint about that Resident Evil reboot movie. Everybody was like, I could just play the game and not watch this, like, shitty re- retelling of it. I, w- I was, like, really excited about that movie, even if it was going to be bad, but so many people <clears throat> were so down about it. I was like, maybe I should just save my time, not waste my time. Yeah, yeah, because I was not big on that previous series with Alice and all these, like, that. those felt nothing like the games. And then I'm like, well, this looks going to be more like the games. And I was like, yeah, but it's done very badly. So, I'm like, well... I doubt they're going to get another chance at this point, so just stick to the games. But let's th- th- let's get into Arcane, because the first thing I want to say, this show looks incredible. It looks so good. It looks like a moving painting. It's, this is, so this is a Netflix exclusive. It was different studio, but I, I, I want to make a comparison where another Netflix exclusive cartoon I love is, have you seen Klaus? I have not seen that yet. It's on my list. Oh, my God. Oh, it's both a great movie, but it's for those who didn't see it, um, it's a Christmas movie. I, I still watch it outside of Christmas, though, because it's just that good. It was 2D hand-drawn, but they used modern software shading techniques to detail everything in such a way that they looked less like flat drawings and more like moving paintings. And this feels like that same principle, but applied to CG. And one of the things I love... It's like, even though you can tell by the way the characters move at the 3D models, yeah, just you look at, like, the they must have done some texture work on the faces like they did with stuff like Spider-Verse, because it looks, it looks like, like an oil painting. And I, and I, I really like how they're, they're sort of breaking out of that um, habit of trying to emulate 2D to the point 
of trying to reproduce the line work and everything instead of just really embracing the 3Dness of everything. Yeah, but they're also great touches. Like you notice how like almost all the environmental effects were 2D. Yeah, I really like that too. Dust and smoke and and, and liquid and stuff. It's it's it, it just gives this this unique feel. And they're also establishing shots where I'm convinced that some that the backgrounds were paintings, but they might have also just had some really good shading. Yeah, I, I love that I can't tell. Like I'm yeah. like, uh, and you're not. It's not in a way that like distracts you either. It's a way that makes you just stop and go. I I'm in love with this look. And it just so happens that there's a great story on top of the great visuals. And it's a great character piece. And this world is fascinating. And this is this is one of the best video game adaptations I've ever seen. I, I would say this is probably one of the best animated series I've ever seen. I, yeah. I was a little flabbergasted at how, yeah. how good it is. Yeah, this if I ever hear people say you can't make a, a video game into a good movie or show, I'm going to go, shut up. Arcane, shut up. Because they have no defense for that anymore. Like, this took a game that was more reliant on background lore than the actual... Like, it's a MOBA. You can't expect much of that. And they made a modern classic. So, just just stuff like the Resident Evil, no excuse. Because there's a concrete story you can work with. So, yeah. Here's, and here's hoping. I also... I also felt similarly to, especially as it went on, I need to finish Netflix Castlevania, but once that hits season two, that's another one where I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, that's another one on my list. I think I watched up to season two. First maybe? season's good, then second season, everything starts to click. Um, and I've heard it doesn't let up for the remaining seasons too, so I need to finish it. Uh, but uh, yeah, and this is, I, we'll get into the story, but like, even, like, the art style's good, the characters are so expressive. I like you could just look at their eyes and and tell like what they're thinking. There are moments with we'll get to we'll get to it, but like I'm thinking about how the character of Powder in Episode Three, which is a very very important moment, it's a keystone for setting stuff up. Uh, she has multiple like emotional breakdowns, and the way both that she's animated and voiced and expressed, it's like. It hurts so much to see what she goes through. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like she's super grounded in in that way, and I think I think it's easy to like compare her to Harley Quinn, but uh, yeah, I think it that's what makes it more real for me. I feel way sadder for her than I do for any version of Harley Quinn. But yeah, I just want to hug. Like I'm like somebody, please hug this girl. Even when she's doing like horrible things later on, like when you get to the end, you're just like. God, this girl is just, she feels like she can trust and be with no one. I, I can't believe that ending. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, last thing I'll say about behind the scene, um, this was, I looked it up, but it was done by a French studio called Fortiche. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, and they do have uh, some clout. They did animation for the Gorillas video, Do Your Thing, where 2D is kind of walking around the house. Oh, they, okay, okay. They did, I've seen a little bit of it, this micro-series of Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot. It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, similar principles here, but way more cartoony, you know, squash and stretch and expressiveness. Looks fantastic. Uh, and they've done other promos and music videos for League. I think they might have worked on Pop Stars. So I'm like, there's clearly some terrific talent here. They got to wet their chops on this other stuff. And they must have gotten, like, carp launch on this. They must have been gotten, like, Riot and Netflix must have had a lot of confidence, like, once they saw the scripts or something. But yeah, I, I just don't have enough good things to say about it. Like the filmmaking in it is so good, 
Yeah, let's let's dive into uh, things. The first episode does a great job of establishing this world, our initial group of characters, and the fact that there is a clear divide and growing tension between the two regions. Uh, I forget the the name, but it's very Alita Battle Angel, where you have the sun, up in the sky, the the happy, rich, utopian world, and then the slums everywhere below, and them doing some burgling and. Powder being a jinx and blowing up the room start sets off like, oh, they're they're wanted now. I think one of the things that's also really interesting is just uh, like they they do a good job of uh, having giving consequences to a lot of actions, which is the thing I don't really see in cartoons where like at each action they do in the beginning sort of affects the rest of the show. Yeah, this robbery affects like there's less of crackdowns being put on and. One of my favorite supporting characters, Vander, basically their father figure, who you can tell he's kind of weathered and and has been dealing with with shit like this for decades. And it's like one of the leading figures in the slums. And he is not up for trying to fight back. He wants – he's like, you got to stay hidden. You got to wait for this to die down. And Vi is is – already for like a teen and she's like fed up with this letting them just be beaten down like this yeah i really yeah the the politics like usually i complain a lot about anime politics because i watch a lot of gundam Mm -hmm. and uh i I like how sort of um i guess i guess it's grounded too in the same way that they sort of portray uh jinx yes uh, how grounded the politics are yeah 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 and um and I have my other notes here. Like, this world, I don't know. I forget if, like, the realm itself has a name because it's clearly not Earth. But I would describe it as, like, science fantasy or, like, pseudo-steampunk where, like, there's a lot of technology beyond us, but they don't use conventional electricity so much. They've learned to rely more on mechanics. And Hextech is seen as, like, a breakthrough for energy. And other just touches of, of like, being resourceful technology. Like, when Echo's a kid in the first episode, he has he has that spying area where he uses, like, pipes and mirrors to get visuals and, and sound from the adults in another room. Yeah, I really like the world building, too. It's, it's like, super dense. That's one of the reasons I wanted to check out these other games and maybe, like, if they have some comics or novels or stuff, because I want to know more about this world. They they tease other, other nations and stuff, but we never see them. Yeah, and it seems like there's so much more happening... And that, like, we're not going to have time to see. Well, we're going to get at least one more season. So one of the things I hope is that we get to see more of the world. Yeah, definitely. Though if I had to guess, they were probably like they tease that there could be there could eventually be war between the the districts. But I'm like, they're probably saving that for like whenever they want, decide to wrap things up. Like that'll be like the culmination. Or maybe they'll surprise maybe me. I don't know. Season three or something. Yeah, maybe it'll be second to last season, or maybe they'll end it at season three. I, who knows? I just, I just hope they don't get cut off. Like, I hope there's not some bullshit where like I need them to finish this. I, yeah, they cannot stop yeah. Now. We're too invested. There's gonna be hell to pay if they just you never know, like just rockets in the streets. <laughs> rockets on into the, the council. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> there, there are also like just good set pieces early on, like when they are getting back to the slums the first episode and they have that that fight with the punk kid who wants their stuff and it's a gritty brawl like for like such young characters you, and it just really shows you how harsh their reality is yeah that's one thing i noticed in general is that all the fights are uh, i guess i'll say the same word again are super grounded like nobody is fighting like an anime character all the f- especially vi like her her specific style of boxing it, it yeah. was really interesting she's all about the fists yeah, punch girls. I'm I'm gonna assume in in the game she's very melee focused. 
It'd be weird if she wasn't. But I can buy that Jinx is. I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna assume that Jinx uses a lot of her projectiles, and uh, what's her name? Caitlyn uses her gun. Yeah, Jinx is probably like like if I had to guess, she's probably like traps and like um, bombs, bombs, and yeah. Yeah, there there's other there are other cool set pieces early on. Like I think it's episode two where the kids are hiding in a bar and guards break in and they kind of outrun them into a secret area. And there's neat stuff like it's it's visually dark, but there's still like very vibrant lighting and there's like these cool shots like powder is running behind the moving targets in a shooting gallery. You remember that moment? Yeah, I do remember that. That looks awesome. There, I, I don't know if it's if it starts early, but there are a lot of like really good montages in the show where something's happening and it just like turns into a music video. I'm, I'm, I'm like not mad at that do, at all. I feel like there's more of that later on. Uh, the one that sticks out to me is uh, when we get the episode that properly shows Echo and his like hover bike game. That pretty much starts with like a graffiti inspired rap video. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was episode five, maybe. It might, I think it might be later than that because we don't we don't really okay. see him unmasked until the, like the last act. Uh, I know that they released this in three acts of three episodes each, uh, and I can only imagine just when you get to episode three and you just had to sit you had to sit with it for a few weeks if you were watching it all at once. Episode three, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that because that's that's where everything changes. Uh, we've certainly gotten dark moments and we've certainly gotten like. This is a serious world, but um, I also want to talk about what a good job they do with their villain with Soko because he we see him early on. I, I really like him as a villain. I think he's so good as a villain. Because he isn't some super powered guy. He doesn't, he doesn't get by on strength. He gets by on on brain power and manipulation. Uh, I I think of that scene in Act Three where you know there's kind of like that. He goes to like a council of fellow fellow crooks who are starting to question him. And all he does is spray air from the slums in there and almost poison them and then go, like, give the mass and be like, remember where I dragged you out of. Remember where I got you. And just leaves. Yeah. He's, he, he didn't even have to wear a mask. I always thought that was crazy. No. I, yeah, I noticed that his henchwoman did, but he was – I mean, he, he had the uh, – was it the shimmer? Because they touch on when Vader tried to kill him. Uh, he got it in his, his eye. That's why his face is messed right. up, but he needs strings to inject him. Right, he's super interesting to me because, like, I, I have an idea of like what villains are like when they have hench guys, and um, like it's cool to see him be so chill. I guess to his to his people when uh, when he is chill. Also I, to uh, to power to not to powder to Jinx. Like early on, I was like, is is this going to be a Harley Quinn thing where he's abusive, or he's going to be like tried like just mac on her? But uh, by by the end, it's clear like he legit loved her as a daughter. Yeah, yeah, he, like, really did care about her, which is interesting. Because um, I, I didn't think so at first. I was like, yeah, this guy is, like, a master manipulator. Yeah, there's no good in this guy. He's just going to use you. But it's like, no, he makes the most of, of having a mechanical genius. But he does, I think, uh, he takes pity on her after... Uh, let's talk about episode three. Like, I, what a dark turn. <laughs> so much happens in that episode. And... And that's as far as I'm concerned, like the emotional peak of this series, other than maybe the last like ten minutes of the finale. My favorite thing is that, like, with, uh, are we in spoiler ter territory? Yes, I... we've been in spoiler territory. People, just so you know, if it isn't clear, watch this show. It's incredible. And all right, but now spoilers are, are on. Go, go for it. 
Yeah, but like um like I'm watching this sort of like heist. I guess it's not a heist, but like they're trying to get uh uh what's Bander. his face out the chair. Yeah. And like you almost forget that like uh Jinx even exists. Oh, yeah, they like, tell well, Powder you know, stay back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like they, they they really would have been okay if she hadn't come. They were breaking the wall open and unlocking him. They were home free, and then she's like, "Oh, I'll set off this bomb." And shit, uh, my, my mouth was agape. I couldn't believe it. And the death of their like, friends. I thought, these, I thought these guys were main characters because I, you know, I don't know the game. Right. And deaths of those friends was horrifying. Like you see the bigger one with the goggles, like just get smashed aside and like blood in them. I think the other one got even worse because he gets impaled briefly, and he has like yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Those deaths are, are, are pretty gnarly. He has just enough time to look around at his dead friend and then see stuff falling on and crushing him. And then Vander has to mutate him. He gets backstabbed by Soko and then has to mutate himself to survive. And, you know, is fighting, like, those primal urges so he doesn't, like, just massacre Vi. And then, like, sacrifices himself and says, take care of, of Powder, not realizing that she's the one who killed them all. Uh, so crazy. And it gets even more painful when Powder and Vi confront each other because Powder has to, like, this, like, you know, 10-year-old girl has to come with the, real, the realization of what she's done. And then Vi lashes out and slaps her and and Powder assumes abandons her. And it's just even though at a previous moment I was pissed at powder. I was like, I know that wasn't your intention, but God damn it. You, you might they, just stay where they told you to stay. That's, that's what Vi told Cesar. I told you to stay away. And, and you were working with technology. You didn't understand either with the, the X tech gems. It's like, she didn't think of the consequences. And then it's just, but you can tell how sorry she is and how, broken she is and traumatized and the kid playing her did a phenomenal job with that breakdown where she's just like wailing in the streets like please don't leave me please you're all i have please and i it it just left it leaves you with such an ugly feeling it's such a downer (laughs) but it's incredible yeah, also incredible, like an incredible episode. I went and watched some reactions of that whole ending scene, and both, like, yeah, there were a lot of people who got strong responses when the friends were killed and, and Vander died. Strong, strong, because I actually did assume Vander wasn't going to make it, but it was, it was so, it got so much worse. Um, yeah, he's one of those characters where I kind of, like, I was expecting him to go, but even then I was still kind of like, please get out that chair. Yeah, because he was so cool. He was such a good dad and such a... You could, and you look at like how he ran the bar and how when Soko takes over, it basically becomes a strip joint. And they talk about uh-huh. how everything went even more to shit when Soko took over. It's like, Vander was the glue keeping things together for these people, and now they have nothing. Yeah, I, I was calling him Bar Dad, because I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> oh, I love when he's like, uh, it wasn't even, I don't think it was even a trick or anything. He was like, can you have a, let a prisoner have one last smoke? Because he's going to sacrifice himself. Um, and... So we have that happen, and there's – oh, I do want to talk about one great of, bit of great filmmaking. Uh, I love when they play with the sound. When Soko stabs him in the warehouse, and we're intercutting with flashbacks when Vander tried to drown him. So you can – it's kind of like a revenge type thing, and the sound gets all muffled to, like, disorient you more. 
Yeah, they have a lot of moments like that of like really superb filmmaking. Just even like outside of anime, just like outside of animation, just like pure filmmaking where yeah. Like just the, down to the editing choices, it's it's so it's so good. It's it's like every bit of this, they're every aspect of the show, they're giving it their all. I, it's like the highest. This might be like the highest quality, not not as like monetary value, but like highest quality production I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it almost looks like it could be a movie as well. Like it, maybe if like the lighting was a little more like you know, RTX on, but just the the visual style is shit i love i love how many times we're just getting we're just stopping to just go like oh my god oh my god this is so good this is so good but this is so good and it never gets predictable uh, that's another thing like i i think i know what's gonna happen but it's never it hasn't been predictable that's true. so far I, yeah like there it's also juggling multiple plots with like it's not i would call the stuff between Vi and Jinx, the main plot, but I also really want to touch on uh, Jace and Victor, the scientists. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they're going through something completely different, and I think it's fascinating how, like, Jay- the roller coaster that is Jace's life where, you know, he's looking into this forbidden art. His life is basically ruined when he's found out, and it takes Victor willing to take a chance and be like, let's say fuck the system and really – actually show them behind the scenes that this works. And it's so, it's so like the, the sort of Game of Thrones aspect. Of I it. have heard Game of Thrones comparisons, yeah. I, I feel like that whole section could be its own show by itself. It's it's so interesting. Yeah, all the stuff with the council and the machinations and basically Jace being corrupted by the world of politics because he starts out so noble and, and changed the world, that sort of stuff. And you can see he even grapples multiple times with like this isn't what I signed on for. This isn't what I set out to do. I, I also like the, there's a scene where, um, what is the character's name? That's like his sponsor. I, I don't remember anybody's name ever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, is it, is it, uh, councilwoman Moderna? Yes, I think so. She, she's like teaching him basically how to play the game, the politic game. Uh, when they're at like, the, the, the concert. Yeah. 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 I like that scene a lot. Yeah, yeah, like she's 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 like a veteran and that sort of stuff, uh, and it, you can see it makes sense when we get her backstory because her mom is an absolute monster, like pure warlord. Man, her her mom is 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 a character. <laughs> I would not want to be in a room with that woman. That's a scary lady. This barbarian lady just tearing lobsters apart. Uh, she doesn't care if she bathes nude in front of you. <laughs> Uh, she's definitely macking on like the servant boys, like gives no shits. Also, I think her, I think her voice actor is excellent too. All the voice actors are excellent in this. Like they, they really found the right people for these characters. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, how did they even do that? What the voices? Well, how, how did they get, like, how did they find all the right people? Like all the perfect people. They, and, and like, they had. I think they had a vision. I think they knew what they wanted to do, and they wouldn't. They had the the mon- the Netflix money to find the exact right people. Because I think also it's just like there's been there's been some ups and downs in animation, sure. but for the most part, like I, it's been a long time since I've like really really been impressed. Uh, maybe like since like I saw Lion King or something, where like I've been really impressed, just like with the. I guess technical skill and, and, and filmmaking sure. and stuff. Sure. I wait. Were you not impressed by Spider Verse? 
Well, that, that was one of the ups. Okay, one of the ups, but this is like the biggest in a, in a, in a long time. Okay. Well, well, it's, a, it's a Spider versus Spot is, is like the, the the bar. Okay, okay, for for the contemporary stuff. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Just side note: uh, Did you see the trailer for the new Puss in Boots? Uh, I don't, I don't think I've seen the trailer. No. If you watch that, that made me go like, okay, there is no longer any denying that Spider-Verse has left a mark on theatrical Western animation because it's not the Shrek style. It's like lowered frame rate, like motion lines, like they are – they're not just doing the same old thing. So maybe that like is going to become the new aesthetic? I wouldn't – I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, or at least at least an aesthetic, but I – Again, this kind of melding of, of styles, I think, is is very refreshing. And it, you could say the same for Arcane. Maybe we're going to see more stuff that looks like more like moving paintings. I definitely hope so. They're like, if we're not going to do, if we're not going to, you know, com- maybe not commit to hand-drawn stuff like a lot of people would like, but we're definitely going to give it some uh, some of that touch. I think, I think that's the key, because, like, outside of, like, a few things like... Um Paper Man, maybe, and stuff where, where 3D tried to emulate 2D, it doesn't really translate too good, unless they like trace and, and hire 2D animators to like trace on top of the 3D. That's, you know, I think, uh, well, I know that with Spider Verse, they would draw extra lines on like the characters' faces, and I'm, I wonder if they did extra like painting on the characters' faces here for close ups. I'm not sure, but like, I think this is like the solution to, to like the, the whole like, I, I guess 2D the, versus 3D. The problem of trying to like reproduce the, the the aesthetic of 2D in 3D. I would absolutely. I would also say I should actually check right now and see if one exists because I would so buy uh, an art book of this. Let me see if one's out. I, I'm hungry for an art book for this show. Oh, I don't think well, there is one yet. There might be a League of Legends art book, but I think I think there is like individual bits of concept art floating online, uh, but. Shockingly, not one for the show itself. Maybe Netflix isn't into that, or maybe maybe they'll make one later or something. Yeah, once there's more seasons. Um, so let's get back to talking more of the show. Like, so we have the, the trauma of episode three, and then we time skip. I'm guessing about a decade or seven to eight years going by. Powder's age up. I guess there's one thing that I was a little confused about, which was I guess we're meant to assume that Vi was in prison ever since she was dragged off by the sheriff because they didn't want witnesses. Yeah, they didn't really make that clear at first. Or um, was it like that happened at some later point, but it makes it sound like... I mean, they make a point out of when she... When Caitlin gets her out, like, Vi is taking in being back home and seeing what's changed and what hasn't. So she's clearly spent many years away. Because there, there was that enforcer that was on the payroll of, uh, of uh, what's-his-face, and... My understanding was that he was supposed to kill her, but he just like threw her in prison and sort of yeah, swept her under it, the rug. I think he even says when like I think he chloroforms her, and when she sees because she sees Soko approach him and tries to run back, and he says something like he'll kill you too because that was that character in general is very shades of gray because you can tell he grew increasingly conflicted about about. Uh, Shielding Soko. There's even that part. Remember when Soko hands him the grenade, and we see his fantasy of of suicide bombing him himself and Soko. Oh, I thought it really happened. I was like, this show is nuts. <laughs> that you killed the main villain halfway through, and then it cuts back. What's gonna happen? Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, I think Soko even knows that's what's in his mind because he says something like, "Try and why don't you be the martyr you you so want to be?" 
You know, he has the daughter who doesn't know about any of that. And uh, it does not, like many characters, it does not end well for him. I think there's this one moment uh, of really great animation when he's uh, threatening him with in, in his daughter's role. And there are, these, there are these two characters who they don't say a word. They, they, they just have looks in their faces and, and they say all they need to say. Yeah, that one that's like accidentally tearing pieces off a storybook and it's just like, whoops. I don't even know if we see those characters again because I didn't recognize them there, but it was it was it puts you on edge. Yeah, that was definitely an effective threat. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's how he kept. I think I feel like the uh, the sheriff had like a regular name, but I it was like like Robert or something, but I, I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, I forgot to. <laughs> but anyway, it's interesting to see what changed because by then, like Jace is like one of the top, like most revered and adored public figures, and his technology's taken off. We get a little bit of Caitlyn, but this is when she really becomes part of of the main the main crew, main focus. Who is kind of, kind of like, I she she kind of seems like the most like steadfast noble of the characters, and she's having her eyes open about how shitty slum life really is, and tries to uh, influence things since her since her mom's on the council and doesn't still she even though she still can't really make things click with them. Yeah, I also think it was interesting how like none of the other enforcers really respect her. Yeah, there's that. Well, she gets. Um, I guess it's because she takes her job so seriously. Maybe she thinks they think they're making her look bad. There's also the part where you know she's doing, she's checking the crime scene of that opening jinx thing on the blimp, and the sheriff doesn't want to catch Sean, so he's like, "You get graveyard shift." Um, oh yeah, 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 makes sense. Now I totally forgot about that. Yeah, when that's and that's another. That's another great scene. Like that's that's uh, that is our introduction to grown up Jinx, and it immediately establishes like uh, if it was if you didn't already guess, she is very fucked up from what happened to her in episode three, and from what Soko is probably how he's probably raised her. Yeah, like uh, very fucked up. <laughs> she is an unstable terrorist. Oh oh man, just I love how they visually represent that. Where like fact like abrupt cuts and like sketches overlaid. Like shooting overlays and stuff of her drawings. Yeah, like this. It's very clear when we're experiencing Jinx's mindset, and it's it's super unique too. I don't think I've ever seen like visually anything like that before. I've seen stuff that does the quick cuts that are like of the same shot, but not. Yeah, I can't really think of those sketches being done for that sort of portraying uh, an erratic mind, uh, and there's just other stuff like. It just made me so sad that she made those dolls of her dead friends and talks to them, and like yeah, blame, she thinks uh, they blame her for like stuff. Su- super sad at how how like effortlessly she'll kill something. Like there's a the part where she shoots a bird, and I was just like, oh, because I just knew she wasn't gonna shoot it. You knew? She, oh, you thought she wasn't gonna shoot it? Yeah, she like aims at it for a long time. Yeah, and, just looks at it. and I'm like, yeah, she's not gonna shoot that bird, but she does. Yeah, yeah, she. And she is, once Vi comes back into her life, she becomes even more erratic because she is getting so conflicted between her old life and her new one. And, like, it's like the world outside doesn't matter to her, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about. There's also, I, I, I'm looking here about stuff like, I think there's an interesting juxtaposition when you look at where Jace and Victor start versus where they go, where Jace gets sidetracked by politics and weapon weaponizing, and Victor is just more and more obsessed with the Hex, especially when he gets his terminal diagnosis. Yeah, I, I think it's super interesting sort of how they split from each other and, and sort of take their own terrible paths. Yeah, they're both, one's, one's corrupted by politics and one is corrupted by desperation and obsession. 
And it's definitely teased. Uh, there is a very real dark side and risk to using magic after his assistant gets dusted. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I can't, that's another situation where I cannot believe that happened. Yeah, if I do have any complaints, I like. I would have loved if she was a proper side character we spent a lot of time with because that would make it really hurt. Because uh, he that that he's devastated by that, but I'm like, what was her name again? But it's still horrifying. And, and he had to like collect her dust so he could. Uh, yeah, he uh, does a big Lebowski drop the urn dust wedding. I mean funeral. Uh, and I, I say wedding because it's clear she was really into him, and and she was hoping to really talk to him after when that stuff happened, and then trying to help him just killed her and. I wonder how that's going to because you can see that um, he gets sick again. I think he stops doing the augmentations because he he sees the risks. So I wasn't sure. Was he? I didn't know if he didn't if he if he had stopped taking it or if uh, the the glowy box was sort of like doing that to him. Yeah, I I assume that like his augmentations maybe they start to wear off because you don't know how he would get rid of them again. There's, right, right. there's some stuff there. We I wonder if some stuff with Victor got cut, but you can tell like he's very resigned when uh, Jace comes and talks to him again. He's not all enthusiastic about the stuff anymore, and even knowing his life is at stake, I think he's he's taking a more noble. He's heeding. Uh, God, I keep forgetting the old councilman's name, Hanermeyer or whatever. Winger, Winger, look him up. Yeah, heard something or other. I was wondering early on if this dude was going to be a thorn everyone's side, but he turned out to be one of the most pure-hearted characters. Heimerdinger. Heimerdinger, yeah. Like I, I, he, thought, I, I was like, is he going to be like the main villain because he's so soft and, and small? No, in fact, that proves to be his weakness when Jace uh, gets him ousted. Because he's trying, because he's you're like you're being too cautious. We gotta push forward. And even then, when like he goes, he decides to check out the slums, uh, and he sees how hard everything is. He sees you know druggies. He sees people brawling. There's that part where he makes the top for the little girl, and her mom just comes over and is like, "Get away from her!" It just shows the harshness of this world that he didn't realize. Yeah, because there's that part where Jace says all that thing, all that stuff about him at the uh, the council meeting, and he's not. He's not wrong. Like it's kind of bad there under his under his watch. Yeah, it's. I just don't know if they need to fire him because he clearly had everybody's. He had good intentions at heart. While while the others were a little more, like you. I I, I gotta say one thing that's that suburban my expectations. I completely thought Councilman Moderna was just gonna be turn out to be a pure villain, like just using Jason that sort of stuff and. I'm not saying she's pure-hearted, perfect moral compass, but when you get to like the stuff with her mom, it's like she's kind of a victim too. Yeah, I'm glad that she's not just like sort of a like a, a mustache twirling sort of like conspirator, and that she's actually got like motivations and character and stuff. She does care about uh, her city. She's just willing to get her hands dirty. Yeah, I, w- I would say that about all the characters too. Because my one thing with Vi and uh, Jinx is, I was worried that they were going to do is that thing where there's just like a misunderstanding where if the two characters just had a conversation, it would be, it would be fixed. And they, and they kind of didn't like, they did have a conversation. It still wasn't fixed. So that, that's super interesting. It's, it's refreshing. Yeah. It felt more realistic. Another, uh, fight scene that I really, I thought was a highlight is the end of episode six where Vi and Jinx finally have their first reunion. And then the, the hoverboard gain echoes gain intervenes. Cause the way those things move, like 
so fluid and so like just stylish and with with like the the vapor trails and the the added uh uh verticality while like Vi is knocking out of the air and Jinx is shooting everywhere it's just it's just sweet yeah i was like who the hell are these sky ninja guys that that was a, that was a sweet scene and it led to a a great reveal cuz it's been so long i legit forgot about echo but the moment he took his mask off i went oh shit that's where you've been. I, 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 that same moment. I was like, oh. You're not dead. Because <laughs> I, uh, I think when I watched the first episodes, I knew he wasn't just going to be here because I, I think I didn't read that he's a, he's a game character. So I'm like, all right, they're not just going to do a kid version of him and that's it. And and he is – he's a badass. Yeah, yeah. He's like a totally different character. He's not crying anymore or anything except for he's, that one time. But. He's been hardened. But uh, – and, you know, he's still trying – I his community is awesome. That tree – I want to live there. I want to live there too. I was just about to say that. That's if they could like find a, a way to make that tree not, but not be in the slums. That's where I'd live in this world. There's that. There's uh, what do you think about? Um, oh, and actually, if we're talking about the use of of music, like I, I love how like they have key episodes end with credit songs, like episode three. I think the finale, and then you also have when Vi is first back in the city. Because they, they did, they had Imagine Dragons do this song, and that's when they play it like almost like a music video to like reestablish the mood. Oh yeah, I really like that. I feel like like it really fits the vibe of this show. I don't I don't know if every show would be able to get away with doing that, but I, I was really feeling it. I liked it a lot. Well, it's a neat touch that the bits that you get of them listening to records and stuff, like even though classical music exists, the styles are actually very contemporary. Other than that, again, it's a unique world. Also, like just a mix of, uh, I can't tell how much of that was 2D and how much was 3D. Which part? Uh, like sort of the music video parts where um, if it's the same episode, it, begin, it opens with spray paint. Yeah, that's uh, Echo's kind of solo moment. I think there's definitely, there's, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's like some 2D graphics that work for like the static elements. Yeah, and like I said, I love that I can't tell. <laughs> it's pure eye candy. It's just, it's a technical marvel and it, it works as animation. Now, I have a couple other things I want to bring up, but before I get to those, what are any other aspects or characters or scenes that you want to talk about? Uh, I think we covered them all. I, ha- I have a note that uh, just says punching bricks in, in big letters. I think that was in reference to, to the Vi. prison scene, but other- there, there was a scene where Vi was punching bricks. Yeah, uh, she, I think was I in, just- she was pulling a raging bull. She was punching in pri- the walls in prison. Yeah, other than that, I don't think I have any. Okay, have anything. I'll say a little more. Um, we haven't talked about Caitlyn that much. Uh, I guess, like I said, she's probably like the most ordinary character, quote unquote, due to her ideals and her upbringing and stuff. Uh, but the repertoire and, and growing respect between her and, and, and Vi is, is a really cool part. And I definitely think they're teasing that they could, they could hook up down the line, too. Yeah, that's one of those situations where it's like, I want them to be friends so bad. Like, please, guys, please. And the whole... Uh, was I thinking? Like, I, I guess there's, there's, there are like little teases about hooking up because, well, the possibility of hooking up because I think about how, you know, Vi early on gives her the nickname Cupcake. And then when they go to oh, like, yeah, the, bro- yeah. the brothel, it's like, girl, you're hot. Use that. And she hooks her up with a guy. And then when she walks back after talking with the caretaker, she sees Caitlin talking to a girl and just says a little like, huh. Yeah. Great moment. Yeah, like saying, getting that get that kind of trade across without like saying it, uh, and then of course when they're just lying on her bed together, and like I think Vi or Caitlin, well, Vi strokes Caitlin's cheek a little bit, so like it's, it's there's definitely 
I certainly hope they 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 don't like do nothing with it and it's just queer baiting. I would love that if they, but I I think they're taking time to let this grow. Like maybe they were like it might feel too soon to have it have it go there in the first season. Yeah, the chemistry the chemistry is definitely there though. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, it feels very. It feels like a good progression too. It feels naturally ramping up because uh, early on they they kind of are like disgusted by one another because yeah. of, the, of the the demeanors the difference. Uh, it's yeah. If you would just if you only knew each other by first impressions, it would it doesn't go well. Um, so so I guess we can get into how things. It feels like things. This definitely feels like a season finale more so than like an arc or a series finale. Like it would have been brutal if the show got canceled uh, after the first season. Um, I will say first, I was expecting a big action climax. The climax of this season feels like a horror movie. Yeah, definitely. I thought there was going to be like this big showdown between Vi and, and Jinx. And it's it kind of ended up <clears throat> like just sort of having Jinx watching everybody, like lurking in the shadows. Tying everybody up and, and just toying with them. And that fake out with the, the platter got me. I was like, got me too. I, was like, I oh, would no. not. I know she's a character in the game, but I would not put it past this show to have like the ending of seven where, where she's like pulling a John Doe. Um, but I do love where I do love that part of the fake out is almost like acknowledging that where Jinx is like, what? I'm not that twisted. Yeah, right. <laughs> like she's, she's like, Quinn. she has a little bit of self-awareness of how people <laughs> view her. But the fact that she, because at first I was like, what is the finale just going to be Vi beating up this second command? That's a little anticlimactic, as good a fight as it is with the, the fists and the robot arm and that sort of stuff. Uh, but I also love how that scene ends where like she leans forward and there's Jinx right behind her to knock her out. It caught me off guard. Yeah, that was a, a, definitely a, a great end cap to that, a great scene. A great, oh shit! And then like seeing that like Jinx has just on her own accord even with everybody doing this other stuff, like she's tied up Soko, she's tied up Caitlyn, she's tied up Vi, and she's just going to try and sort this out. And they're both trying to appeal to both sides, and she's bursting at the seams clearly. Like this is such anguish for her. There's the old powder side and memories messing with what with this criminal that she's become. And I do wonder what would have happened if Silco didn't try to shoot her, because I think she just reflexively kills him out of self-defense, because she's immediately heartbroken. Yeah, that whole scene is crazy. Also, there was a whole part where um, I thought that maybe Jinx was gonna make a make like a vie for power or something, and she had like like she was orchestrating all these steps, and then to get to the end, and she's just sort of like, yeah, we're we're gonna be a family. Yeah, I I wonder. Like, I I guess the assumption is because that right hand, that other right hand woman didn't die, and in the end montage, it's showing her looking at his empty chair. So maybe she'll take over. Or maybe they'll introduce a new character. I would have thought that actually, because we have the other, uh, you know, criminal underlords. I love the design. I forget his name. I love that design of. I'm gonna call him Asian Baron Underbite from Venture Brothers with the yellow coat <laughs> and the and the iron jaw. I've been playing uh, Cyberpunk lately because I waited until the next gen versions were out. With- what? I just started playing Cyberpunk 2, and I got major Cyberpunk vibes from he that guy. He would totally fit into that world. But yeah, yeah, I waited for next gen and bug fixes. That's actually a great game now that it's stable. Yeah, um, I did the same thing. I waited until uh, like all the bug fixes and updates and everything. Yeah, yeah. And his last scene, like I 
didn't know how that was going to go. Cause I'm like, we're near the end. Soko could very well die here, but I love how the right hand girl plays those other, those other lords and just slices him. And then that other woman whose son, son got killed by Jace. Like, cause that's a moment that shakes oh, him up. Yeah, that was a, that was an ill scene. More child death. That. This show doesn't pull its punches. Like on screen. Oh yeah. Falls to his doom and then just breathes his last painful breath. And, you can tell that's when Jace is like, I, I can't, I can't keep doing this. There's still good in him, and he's just like, this is, I, I'm not cut out for this. Um, yeah, but the definitely. fact, the fact that he, that uh, Soko lets that because the the mom is pissed at at him, and she's with uh, Iron Jaw, whatever his name is, and then but he lets her leave, but he's just like, get out. Like I think he knows at that point, like you have no power in this room, you're no threat to us. Right. Right. Because uh, he's showing like how loyal his his lady is, still is, and you know I still feel like Jinx was loyal to him, but uh, she didn't want to get shot by him. And but even then, like his dying words are like he's not mad at her; he's still complimenting and trying to encourage her. And it's like I guess in a weird way there was good in this man. Yeah, it's like he. he- did care with a question mark? He cared about her. I don't know if he cared. I certainly don't think he cared about the people. Like he was manipulating her, but then also he's like, you're also my daughter, even though, you know, I've done this psychological thing to you. Yeah. I don't think he was the best dad, but he wasn't the worst either. It's a little hard to say. And then the ending. Um, I, I cannot believe that ending. My, my mouth was agape. I, I was like, What? That, of all the moments to cut off, shit. And and they were voting for their independence. Yeah, she ruined everything. She literally, like, I couldn't believe that. She jinxed it again. Oh, living up to her name just out of rage. And and you got to wonder, like, okay, I, they're probably not going to kill everyone in that room, but I feel like season two is going to start with some casualties in there. See, I, I thought the whole room might be gone because so far, every time if it is, she, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I just assumed like that whole room. That's was killing off be half gone. your cast. And then they were going to like use that as the catalyst to start a war or something. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I, fuck, man. Arcane. How, how about the effects animation on that on that bazooka she shot? Gorgeous. That the, the trail and and yeah. it going across the moon and stuff and um, I love it you know it slow mos down to it touching the glass and then it shows her sketchy you know emblem one more time as the final thing we see oh you so know what good. I guess I guess maybe well he's not counting anymore but Heimerdinger was still with Echo during that so he's he's guaranteed oh, we'll see more yeah. of him so he'll, yeah he'll be there but like Jace Victor uh, Counselor Moderna. I guess the others were like side characters, but I'm like, if you really do kill all three off there, that's this show has balls. It it definitely does. I guess it was already showing that by episode three, where you know those other two boys were pretty much main characters by then, but it, and Vandera, but it was like, nope. So, I guess that kind of brings things to a close. Other than, what are things you want to see out of future seasons, like in terms of? ways the plot could go or, or visuals or settings. I'd love to see more of the world outside yeah. of the city and just like what's going on with that. And, and also just more of the history, like the, the, the flashback 
to uh, Jace's history where he first saw that guy yes. do magic. Who is like, apparently uh, a character from the game. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm interested in that guy. Who is that guy? Yeah. What is the deal with that guy? You know, they're they're hinting at some bigger picture there. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm also sort of game for game fans. Like, going to other landscapes means more opportunities to meet other characters. And I'd love to see how this show handles character writing and animation and acting so well. I want to see them handle more of these of these people. Even if I'm not familiar with their game selves, like th- like these are great. You've done so good. I, I I think Riot's probably like, yeah, we can trust you with, with our world. And Netflix is like, we can trust you with our budget. Because <laughs> this is, did get one of the biggest Netflix premieres of all time. And I, I, I was, it was so under the radar for me. I, I did a thing that I always do where if something is really popular, I, I kind of intentionally avoid it for mm-hmm. like a month or two just so I can, um, I guess, let it cool down and, and objectively look at it without the hype. And I'm, I'm kicking myself for not like looking if at it. If it's critically cool. praised, that'll encourage me usually to at least check a little bit of it out. But I'm so bad at binge watching that I usually, like I said, I, I think I originally watched the first act and as crazy as as that ending was, I didn't get around to the others until this past weekend. But uh, I will say this, as binge watches go, this was a very easy binge watch. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed this binge watch. And I'm not a person, like, nowadays it's very difficult for me to binge watch something past like three episodes, but this... This was really fun. It was really good. Yeah, because they keep giving you good cliffhangers. Like, there's still so much up in the air each episode. You're like, well, I want to see the next step. Um, yeah, I was like, I have to watch the next one. Yeah. So I actually did write some final thoughts, but uh, I want you to go first. What are your final thoughts on the first season of Arcane? I, I think I'm, I'm happy to be excited about animation, like something really new and, and shiny that I haven't seen before. And, like, the bar has been set, and I... It's just super inspiring to just see how 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 far they went with this show. Yeah. So I already brought up that, like, I think this has me more excited. Like, all right, we're finally starting to get not just good but great game adaptations because uh, Castlevania was got really good too. And this makes me, like, more excited. And, like, I think Netflix, not all of them are going to be winners, but, like, they're doing more. I know they're doing Pokemon, Assassin's Creed, and Devil May Cry. Uh Two of those are our series I'm invested in, so it would be neat if they could pull off something great with those as well. But I'm going to end this with something saying that this show is making, again, making me excited for the future. Uh, Netflix, previously to Castlevania, which while hyper-violent, especially that first season, the writing gets elevated so much in season two that it feels like a truly mature cartoon of substance because that's something we didn't really touch on this is truly adult animation um yeah and i think people uh get hyperbolic with that term like i already think like blood and gore but this is very i'm very appreciative of how uh adult it is as far as like not um as far as not being condescending and not holding your hand or not, not having characters just stand in the middle of the screen and, and dump exposition. That too, it's smart, right? But I've seen I've seen growing discourse in the animation community about how it kind of felt for a while like being categorized in an adult cartoon kind of pigeonholed you to either it's either going crazy on like the gore and sex and hard R stuff. Uh, I, I think a classic example of that I've heard like Spawn was really uh, kind of a good example of that the '90s cartoon. Um, 
but it also the on the opposite side it would be like go for like crazy raunch and dark humor you know rick and morty family guy south park and not that either of those things can't be good they're shows i like but it was starting to feel like you had to be either one of those two or be a kid's cartoon the fact that arcane tells a mature well-crafted story with a ton of artistic effort put into its presentation and that it had paid off in both viewership and critical acclaim. This show is a huge hit, and that is a very good sign for for all of this industry. I'm saying that not only is this kind of cartoon proven now possible to make, but it's proven finally that there's an audience for it, and that means Netflix and other platforms and network, networks may soon start demanding more shows like it. And going back to like, I want to go back briefly to our Steven Universe episodes. I said, I talked about how that was mainly targeted and marketed at kids, but have, have you watched Steven Universe? Uh, I've seen the first season. Okay, it gets way better. But uh, that show tackled a lot of complex and darker topics, but was still a huge universal hit. But I, I remember I did an episode of that with Chris Wade, and I told him, like, can you imagine the kind of positive influence this is going to have on future creators who are going to be taking that next step? And now I feel like Arcane and more stuff like that, like, this is going to have such a great impact. On, on this on this medium and that makes me a happy geek yeah i couldn't agree more i really i think the thing i'm happiest with is just how it changes what an, an adaptation of a video game can be or what what it's allowed to be like what animation can be. And, and have it actually be good it's it's changing both video games and adult animation it's this is not something i usually say but i feel like this is treading new ground in the best way yeah, when, when I first, when I saw the first like five seconds of Arcane, I like turned to my wife and I was like, "This is like groundbreaking." Like, yeah. I, I have these moments, where, these animator moments, where I like slip into a psychosis and I'm like, "This is amazing!" She's just like, "Oh, all right, all right." And you hadn't even gotten to the great storytelling yet, so it just got it was just it was just beginning. Right. Um, right. So, if it isn't clear, and we gave our spoiler warning already, uh, please watch Arcane. Please, please give it a shot. If you if if you are not interested in League of Legends, I'm not interested in League of Legends. I'm, but I think I'm gonna one. I think this show is wonderful, and two, it's yeah, I might get into more of the spinoff material. And I guess I that, I've said my piece. Uh, have you said yours? Uh, it's definitely piqued my interest in League of Legends. I've heard like Twitter. Everybody on Twitter is like. If you watch Arcane and you like it, do not play League of Legends. But I think I'm gonna not listen and at least like give it a give it a shot and just see how it is. Is so if anything else, it's got me to do that. Is it free to play? You know what? That's a good question. That that might actually influence if I play it or not. That would influence me. I know. Maybe if if I should see if the RPG got a physical release because I think it got mixed reviews. But that would be a good way to see more of the world and characters for compared to Vanilla League and Rhythm Game and Valorant, which is like Overwatch basically. So, and I could swear they might be working on other animated projects with it, or I'm sure there are some comics or novels out there, so I could look into that. Even if it's technically a different canon, there's still if it's some of that flavor is there. If this is indicative of the flavor you can get from League stuff, then uh, this might have just converted me. Yeah, I know there's um, there's that like that secret League fighting game that's that's whispered about in uh hmm. in in like hushed hallways. So hopefully maybe this will influence that a little bit and we'll get a, uh, a little bit more. They've definitely, 
they're definitely like these past couple years. They're going all in on branching league as an, a franchise and not just the base game. Like I said, multiple spinoff games. This, uh, who knows what other fields they could branch into? Like, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but uh, I would love for this to get like uh, a big budget movie treatment. Like, let them push the animation as far as they can possibly go. Uh, but me saying that, it was being like, well, that would be on Netflix, and I want to see this on the big screen. So, yeah. Yeah, and like I can't even fathom what that would even look like. It's like it already looks crazy without any limitations. Who knows what it'll look like? Yeah, uh, and I guess we also uh, recommend Astro Boy and Dragons Heaven, especially because uh, you know technically there you can view them both for free. Yeah, and I think Dragons Heaven uh, it replays really well. Like every once in a while, I'll just turn and I'll just have it on, and it's fun to look at. I've done and, that with Robot YouTube, Carnival YouTube too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. And you know what's funny is I bit torrented it years ago, but never watched it. So I dug out my hard drive with it, and then, I, but then just because I was curious, I pulled up the YouTube copy. The YouTube copy is a better quality. Like, like it's somebody remastered it or something. I found a better master. Yeah, I've noticed that with all the OVAs that that have been uploaded, they're like really good quality. And I don't know what the explanation for that is. Unless they just have the original masters or something. I maybe. Maybe some of them are getting uh, remastered or Blu-ray releases in like Japan. Dragons have it. I don't know, but uh, Robot Carnival well did get a remaster release here, and that's that's on YouTube as well. And I had to previously get by with like a, uh, I think it was a Laserdisc rip with uh, crappy subtitles for the two segments that have voices. But yeah, so I guess that brings this episode to a close. Again, Ben, thank you so much for this. It's always fun to talk with you and and talk like all these different aspects of animation. You're a great guy to turn to for those. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to come here and gush about animation with another with another animator. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, so again, where can people follow you and your work? Uh, so on Twitter, um, I am at Daikon V. Like uh, it's a fully coolie reference. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I am at Budafist, B U D D A H F I S T, and uh, and then YouTube, I am CogaCommittee.com. So many usernames. Yeah, you know what happened is like I, I, after a while, I wanted to just have one, but they they make it where you kind of can't change it after after a while. Oh. So I was like, well, I guess I'll figure that out. Yep. <laughs> one yep. day they'll all be the same name. Someday when they're new, when we're on this whatever replaces YouTube and Twitter and the like. But uh, myself, you can find me as Behan Art B E H O N A R T on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. And uh, you can find my me on YouTube at uh, Bahon B E H O N, where I'll also I'm still working on future animations. I'm right now working on war, a new episode of of the WarioWare cartoon and the first full episode of Spacious, my passion project. I'm also hopefuling, uh, hopefuling, I am hopefully uh, hoping to get back into doing scripted game uh, videos again. They're probably not going to be contemporary game reviews, but more like themed videos about certain topics or franchises of older games Uh, so I'm excited to get back to that after a while but that is going to do it for this episode Uh, again a big shout out to to Ben and a big shout out to the makers of these shows because these are all these all feel carefully crafted and I am trying to see if there is a tagline for for this show but uh, let me see if I can find a good one some quotes oh okay this has nothing to do with me because I don't even drink, but here's one of the best quotes from Vander. A bit of advice. Don't threaten the guy who pours the drinks. 
Good night, everybody. I think it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. Oh, it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye.